This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. Today, we've got a jam-packed show, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Nancy and Andres. There is much to discuss, so there's going to be a very little downtime. We are jumping into this thing. we got some big things to talk about, so strap yourselves in. It's going to be a wild ride. First bit of news that we're going to be talking about today is that they announced that there are going to be three new Star Wars movies coming out. We've uh, you know, we've got a, a whole Star Wars celebration that has been taking place or took place last week, uh, and they announced three new Star Wars movies, one that's going to be directed by James Mangold, uh, and one that's going to be directed by Dave Filoni, and then one that's going to be directed by Charmaine Obeid Chinoy, um, and Mangold's Ooh, movie. stuck the landing, Tom. I don't Good know. Job. Did I? Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's right, but you said I, it with confidence, so right? I'm I feel like that's all, I feel like that's what it's all about. Just say it, say it with that was solid. That was I'm, solid. I'm sure I'm sure that none of it's right. Um, Probably, but we'll just pretend it is. We'll just pretend it is. So for these three movies, James Mangold's movie is going to be going back to the dawn of the Jedi. You know, seeing how they first came to came to be and that whole backstory. Then we've got Dave Filoni, who's you know the kind of mastermind. You know, with John Favreau behind The Mandalorian, and his movie is going to focus on the New Republic and close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, um, Ashoka, and other Disney Plus series. And then we've got uh, Charmin Obeyed Chinoy's film, which is going to be taking place after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And most importantly, it's going to be featuring Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. So we've got a lot to discuss here. Some big Star Wars installments headed our way. What do we think about this? Let's start with Andres. I refuse to acknowledge giggle pants over here. I I refuse refuse to acknowledge anything about these movies until I see a trailer in front of me because honestly, by this point now, I mean, how many Star Wars movies have they announced and they've just been canceled? Like, we're supposed to get Patty Jenkins' Rogue One movie. No, no, War, Rogue Squadron movie. And then, um, oh my god, Taika Waititi's movie is still up in the air right now. Kevin yeah. Feige's Star Wars movie is officially canceled. It's like, th- they keep announcing all these movies and they don't happen. Like, this is... Uh, it is just poor mismanagement on so many parts. On the front of Disney, on the part of Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm. I just and- asked you what you thought of the movie. <laughs> Let's just assume that they're being made. Let's just assume that they're being made. I understand you're angry. Yeah, yeah. just doesn't believe these yeah. exist. So what do you think they, of, don't, of, they don't exist? So what do you think of these theoretical ideas? Let's let's put it. Let's frame it that way. Yeah. Uh, if they are going to exist. Yes. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm glad Daisy Ridley's back. Um, if we could get a really great uh, Ray movie that's not interconnected with the uh, with the mainline movies, because I thought they did really dirty in the last trilogy. So, mm. if we're going down the road and we're going to give her a great story, then she absolutely deserves to have it. But I'm sorry, but all, all this stuff that they announced, it's just meh in comparison to. The Old Republic movie, which the D.B. and Weiss movie that they were supposed to direct and write. And that's canceled, too. So, I mean, I, I just named you four or five different movies in the past five years 
that have all been canceled. So, yeah, James Mangle directing directing a Jedi. Uh, it's Old Republic, right? Um, let me see. It just says his movie goes back to the dawn of the Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah, the dawn of the Jedi. Sounds interesting. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. All right, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, assuming that these movies will exist, yes. um, according to Andres. Oh, I just realized I still have my little. Hello I was wondering. Thing. I was like, is, is that like a hello? Day. My name is. I'm like, we know yeah. who you are. <laughs> it's for my field day. I have so viewers. If you don't remember who I am, now you know. Yes, constantly reminded this episode. Yeah. I if like the little it, third wasn't enough, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there exactly. I kind of like it though. It will stay for today. There um, yeah. No, I like the idea that they're doing a, a like past, present, future kind of thing. And James Mangold has directed one of my favorite films of all time is Girl Interrupted. I absolutely Ooh, love that movie. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really cool that he's going to direct a Star Wars movie. And having Daisy Ridley back, I think it's great. Uh, I don't know if I agree on the same sense that they did her dirty in the trilogy. Obviously, there are some things that could have been better, but I definitely like that she's coming back for this and that they're going to give her a second shot of, yeah. you know, just continuing on with her story. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Assuming that they actually are released. We'll go with that still. <laughs> Look at that. You've infected, you've infected Nancy's mind now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go one step even further. James Mangold was, was announced to be writing a Boba Fett movie six years ago. And where is that? It's gone. Just, just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> it's going to be okay, oh, I swear. Oh like, all these people all excited over Celebration. The same thing happens every Celebration. They announce something and then it's canceled. All right. Well, <laughs> if these theoretical movies happen, uh, I mean, I love the idea of James Mangold directing a Star Wars movie. I mean, the guy's a genre chameleon, so I could easily see him, you know, doing a Star Wars film. And, like, The Dawn of the Jedi that does sound interesting, and I would totally want to see that. Um, Dave Filoni's could be possibly good, you know, seeing kind of what he's been telling on the small screen, see that on the big screen, and see how all these things kind of interconnect with one another could be potentially very cool. Um, but I do really love the fact that if this happens, you know, having Daisy Ridley back as Rey could be great, um, just because I feel like... I wanted something more for her in terms of her story and her arc. I just felt like she definitely deserved better. And I'm also hoping that bringing her back maybe helps us bring Finn back and actually doesn't completely waste him. It would be great to see him get some redemption since he was uh, force sensitive uh, in the previous trilogy where they were it felt like they were setting him up to be a Jedi and then they just kind of fucking abandoned that. Um, so it would be pretty great. I to love see the that. term force sensitive. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's, what, that's <laughs> what they called it. That's what they called it. It's called force sensitive. <laughs> yeah, but, force I mean, sensitive. But, but, but with everything that's happened with John Boyega with the previous prequels and his relationship with Disney right now, I highly doubt he'll come back. Uh, you never know. Never know. I don't know. Money is nice. Money cures everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that big number can really put a big smile on your face. <laughs> Time heals all wounds, but money heals it faster. Yeah. See, they're gonna, it'd probably be a combination of money and him actually having something like good to do in the movie mm -hmm. if he does if he does come i'd love to see him come back and see him interact with reagan because i really love them together um but moving on from star wars since it's very ang it's ma making andres upset i don't like when andres gets upset 
because oh, I didn't yeah. make him upset. Star Wars made him upset. I prefer when I make him upset. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the only acceptable yeah, time. That's the only acceptable time for not Andres to be upset. Um, but we're going to move on to some trailers now because we've got some big ones to talk about. Got a few of them. Uh, the first of which is our first like extended look at Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie, which is going to be hitting theaters in July, facing off against Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. It's going to be a battle of the movies that weekend. I can't wait for it. Um, but we got our first big look at the movie, get a sense of the story, the characters, the performances, the visual look. What do we think about this one? Let's start with Nancy on this one. Yeah, so as someone who's never... I never really played with Barbies when I was younger. I think I had, like, the dream house, maybe? Mm-hmm. And maybe one Barbie. But um, that being said, anyone... <laughs> so when we were younger, a lot of our toys would come from, like, the flea market or, like, you know, those kind of, like, secondhand toys. And a lot of those sets came with, um, like, little Barbie shoes or um, the, like, plastic high heels. You guys don't know, but back in the 80s, every little girl had these very plastic high heels. For some reason, we were running around as, like, five-year-olds with high heels on and little, like, fluffy things in the Right. So, trying to train. <laughs> yeah, so that first scene when she steps out of her shoes and her feet are like that, I was like, oh, <laughs> it just brought back such, like, memories and especially mm-hmm. the way her shoes are. I thought that was a cute little detail. Um, the humor of the trailer, I think, is perfect for what they're going for. That's really what I wanted, more of a, like, 21 Jump Street kind of movie where it's, like, making fun of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad that they're going that way with it. Um, I just hope that they're not going to go too much with it because that whole scene where he's like, oh, I I would beat you off right now, whatever it is. That joke ran way too long for me. I was like, that kind Uh of humor doesn't really go for me. So I hope they don't do that where the jokes just go too much and it's just too on the nose. But other than that, it looks really funny. And I love the broke down Barbie with the fucked up hair because every girl that would like cut her Barbie's hair off and like draw on her face. And so those little details I think are hilarious. And the neon skates. I was like, yes. I used to, oh, I used, no, I did have one Barbie. I remember now. I had one Barbie that had rollerblades. And when you like rolled it across the table, it had little like sparks. And that, so that was really cool. Okay. So that's what it reminded me of. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Andres, how about you? What'd you think of this trailer? I, I thought it was a great trailer. <clears throat> I thought, I, I mean, with we, we just everything that's going on, we still don't even know what the plot is of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we've gotten a sense of it so far, but I love the fact that we're actually get intru- getting introduced more of the tone of what everything's going to be going forward. And just knowing the sense of humor where, you know, again, one of my favorite moments of the trailer is when... Um, uh, Simone Lee and um, Ryan Gosling had their little thing where it was just like, hey Ken, hey Ken. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh my god. The animosity. Like, yeah, and, and then everybody, and then all the Barbies saying, hi Barbie, hi Barbie, hi Barbie. <laughs> I thought that was a really great little spin on it. But also, I, I love the fact that we got to see uh, Michael Sarah's Alan character, which for mm-hmm. all the people that don't know, um, which includes me, but Alan was a discontinued best friend of Ken. So I'm like, oh, they're oh. really going really far back in the They're mythology. deep diving. Yeah, they're deep diving. That. And he was marketed as the best friend who all of Ken's clothes will fit on him as well. So it's just another marketing ploy right then and there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? This is like, this is coming from real actual like people who really love the property and understand it. So. Overall, I'm really excited about it. But again, my favorite part of the trailer, as Nancy said, 
is right when Barbie steps out of her out of her feet, and you just see the, the, the it, it stays yep. that way. I'm like, oh my god, uh, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, so far I'm, I'm yeah. very sold on the movie. But one thing, real quick, there was a big rumor going around that um, Oppenheimer was getting delayed. It is that ain't not happening. It is not no. happening. Nope. No, we we want to see these two titans go at it. It's gonna be <laughs> such Andres a. Is like, I'm not it's gonna be such a great go. double feature. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but I'm I'm in the same boat as you guys. I, I'm like I'm not really a Greta Gerwig fan. I'm just not a huge fan of her movies. So like I'm going in with a little bit of trepidation just because I haven't really enjoyed one of her movies yet. But I'm really loving what I'm seeing in uh, this these couple trailers we've gotten. I, I mean, visually it looks gorgeous. I mean, it really is fantastic production design and cinematography. It's just like you fully buy this world of Barbie. All the casting choices look perfect. Every interaction between Barbie and Ken looks phenomenal and is super funny. Like that whole exchange of, you know, Ken asking if he could stay over and then she's like, but like, why? Like, what are we going to do? He's like, I, I don't really know. <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's just, it's just a great little exchange. And Ryan Gosling looks perfect. Margot Robbie looks perfect. Um, and you get little glimpses of other people in the cast, like Will Ferrell's in this movie, I guess as some sort of like executive. And like, yeah. they're giving you little like teases of where the story might go. Like it looked like, you know, Barbie and Ken were headed into like the real world at the end of the trailer. So I'm assuming it has to do with that. And I'm not sure why they're headed there, but we'll see. But like it, this trailer put a huge smile on my face. And like, I never thought I would see the day where I'd be super excited to see a Barbie movie, but like, here we are <laughs> and it looks great. And like my memories of Barbie, like my sister had like the dream house and she had like a few different versions of Barbie. And you know, I was like a young boy. So I was trying to turn them into action figures. <laughs> so, yeah. like, so like, I just kind of have them battle one another and like, I'd have them battle on top of the dream house as if it was like a fucking diehard movie. Like it was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as someone who didn't really, I guess, <laughs> play with Barbie the way that they probably were, um, it looks fun. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it and I think it's going to be a good time at the movie. So we'll see if it's just as fun <laughs> as it looks. Um, but the second big trailer that uh, we're going to be headed into today uh, it was for a new comic book movie hidden theaters this summer. And that is for Blue Beetle. We got our, why did I say it? Blue Beetle. <laughs> that was just like so weird. Okay. Um, it fe felt like someone like stepped on my toe as I was saying Blue Beetle. But um, yeah, we got our first trailer. And uh, we got our first look at the character, the world, where the story might be headed. I mean, I'm completely unfamiliar with the character of Blue Beetle. I know nothing about him. So I went into this trailer very, very fresh. Um, and, you know, it looks better than I thought it was going to. Um, I think some of the action looks fun. I like the casting. I like the humor that I'm seeing on display. Um, it definitely has potential for me. It looks kind of like uh, almost like has like a Power Rangers feel and Green Lantern feel in like certain respects. So it kind of feels like a hybrid of the two in a good way, I guess. Um, but I'm intrigued. I don't know about you guys. Let's go with Andres. How do you feel about this one? Oh, I think the trailer looks great. I mean, from everything about has been everything of what's been said about this movie is the directors have been quoted saying that this movie will be unapologetically Latino in so many respects. And with something like that, like it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you get certain certain movies that get released and it's like it's a Latino character, but it sort of feels like a Latino character from the eyes of, you know, an outsider, if that makes any uh -huh. sense. But with everything that we've seen so far and with everything that is very integral to the movie, like the family aspect is a big part. And I know that we or we haven't necessarily been introduced to a love interest in this movie at all either, but... Everything that's been shown so far looks like it could be a good Blue, uh, Blue Beetle movie. I'll, I'll say it looks like it deserves to be seen on the big screen because they change streams 
halfway, no, no more, like, no, before, um, halfway into production, the pre-production, they, um, they changed streams from this being an HBO Max movie to it being, like, a full theatrical, and you can tell that it looks like a theatrical film, and, yeah, and, I mean, it, it looks great, but I will say one thing real quick, this trailer made me laugh because I think I told you guys this story or not, but for the viewers, um, one of my buddies who's an actor, his, um, his his fling or his uh, let, let's just let's just call it what it is his fuck buddy um, basically just barges into me, into my room. Wow, really sugarcoated Bar- that one. Yeah, <laughs> she barges into my room and just goes, Andres, you know everything about DC." And this is also when Jen is over. This is when we're doing cross country like long distance relationship. We have a very limited amount of time with each other, and then all of a sudden she just comes in. And she's like, "You know everything about DC, right?" And I'm like, "Uh." Yeah, I've got figures all over the place. I know a little bit about DC. And then it's just like, well, I got a call back to do Blue Beetle. And can, can you take a look at the sides and tell me which character it is? Took a look at one, took a look at one side. It's in the trailer. And it was it was uh, the sister character. And I told her, oh, um, emotional core of the movie. It's a sister. Yeah, it, it, read it as his sister. And then she goes, uh, I don't know. It sounds like it could be a love interest. And then literally, if you watch the trailer, it's like, listen, bro, you always land on your feet. It says bro right in the trailer. It's like, "Eh, I'm going to read it as the love interest. And to this day, I've heard in particular from my roommate that basically she refuses to come back to, she refused to come back to our place because she got so upset that she lost the role and she blames me for giving her the wrong info on the movie. And I was like, Wow. And then so I just watched this trailer and it made me laugh so much. It's like, no, I told you exactly. So you're telling me that relationship didn't have legs? But it's just one of those things, too, where, like, you know, depending on what continuity you're going with the character as well, Blue Beetle is actually a gay man. And I just didn't want to say that as well. So there you go. Spoilers, <laughs> Andres. Jeez. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, the trailer looks a lot of fun. I'm going to be on board with it to see it. And apparently James Gunn has seen it, and he's also said really great things about it so far. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, I mean, would he say anything bad about it? <laughs> I mean, come on. He's running <laughs> DC. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah, saw Blue Beetle. Total piece of shit. Looks Can't like wait for shit. everyone to see it. <laughs> he didn't say anything about Shazam before it came out. And, you know, I enjoyed Shazam. but he yeah, was I very enjoyed Shazam, too. But, but, you know, the majority of the critics actually hated it. And it's like, it was, it was about as good as the original, I thought. But, yeah. But I'm really looking forward to Blue Beetle. Yeah. All right. How about you, Nancy? Yeah, it looks good. I have no background or knowledge of Blue Beetle before this trailer, so which I kind of like. I like going in with no, you know, prior expectations of it, but it looks really good. Uh, I love that we're getting Hispanic, you know, superhero. I love that, you know, maybe we don't even need a love interest. Maybe just focusing on that family dynamic. Self-love. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I love focusing on the family dynamic because in Hispanic culture, you know, family is really important. You kind of have that, like, everyone up in your business kind of relationship, but in a good way. That's why when he goes into the building and his family's behind him, like, go and like, you could do it and like all that. I'm like, oh, that's so relatable. Um, 
So, yeah. No, I think it looks really good. George Lopez, I haven't seen him in a while. I like that he's coming back. I love that he's coming back doing a a big movie. So, yeah. No, it looks really good. I'm excited to see it. Okay. All right. So, it's a three-way thumbs up here. We all think it has some potential. We're all excited to see it. And uh, that's all we got to say about that. Uh, And our last trip. That's all we got to say about that. Uh, (laughs) There's your Uh, newscasting voice. That's all we got to say about that. Let's move on. Moving on. Next segment. Um, And the last trailer that we're going to be talking about today, another superhero trailer landed since last we spoke, and that is the trailer, the first trailer for The Marvels, the sequel to Captain Marvel. And then this one is going to have not only Brie Larson's uh, Captain Marvel returning, but we've also got uh, Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel uh, coming in here. And we also have, uh, is it Maria Rambo or Monica Rambo? Monica Rambo. I knew it started with an M. It was a 50 50. <laughs> Damn it. Um, it's John Rambo. Yeah. Joanna <laughs> Rambo. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so we got the three of them starring together in this seemingly kind of interconnected um, Miss Marvel movie. Not Miss Marvel, just Marvel movie. Oh, I, I don't even know what to fucking say. Marvel Ms. movie. Marvels. The Marvels the movie. Material the Wars. There's too much Marvel going on. Uh, but we got our we got our first trailer here. First look at the movie. It's in theaters uh, this fall. What do we think about this trailer? Let's start with Nancy on this one. Yeah, I didn't watch Miss Marvel, so maybe I should go back and watch that. Miss Marvel's fun. <laughs> it's a good it's time. Great. That's what I heard. I mean, there was no, I didn't like intentionally not watch it. It's just yeah, what I did. never got. It. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much. There's just yeah. too much coming out there, with there, the shows. There's too no, no, much no, no, on TV. No, no, no. Marvel, no, Marvel really shot themselves in the foot two, for two years because. It was so much content. I mean, this is yeah. the first time where even still this day, I'm not caught up on everything. I mm. still haven't seen Werewolf by Night. I um, Jen That's hasn't even me. caught up on Moon Knight, and she loves Oscar Isaac. So it's just it's just been a flood of content. Like, Phase 4 was, like, double the amount of screen time in Phase 1 and 3 combined. So it's just insane how much we have to watch before this comes out. But... Sorry, I interrupted your thought. I'm on your side, Nancy. I'm on your side. I swear I'm on your side. I swear I'm on your side. And there is, I mean, there is a reason why uh, streaming is starting to go back to releasing episodes once a week instead of having people binge watch everything. And I think that's a way to keep people coming back. And I I think that's what happened to me is that there was just so much. It got overwhelming where I'm just like, oh. You know where you know where you have so much to do during the day that you end up doing nothing. Like yeah, I feel like that's what happened. I was just like, oh, I just like gave up. Um, so maybe I will revisit that before watching this movie. But it looks really interesting. I think it's gonna get a little confusing uh, for me <laughs> in the sense of you know how they're like inner switching with like each other in in the trailer. Um, yeah, because at first I didn't catch when she's uh, touching the, like, in outer space. I didn't catch that they switched when she came mm. flying back. I was like, oh, she sounds really different. That's weird. Um, and then I, I watched it a second time, then I got it. Um, so, <laughs> just no, so you but, know. <laughs> yeah, just so you know. I, I caught on after a while. Uh, no, but it looks really good. I'm excited to see Brie Larson back. I feel like everyone gave her so much shit for Captain Marvel. Yeah. For no reason. It was a good movie. It was fine, but it wasn't her fault that it wasn't like this spectacular movie. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm yeah. glad that she's getting kind of a second shot to, you know, do another big movie and come back and show show what she's got. So definitely <laughs> one I'm gonna see. All right. How about you, Andre? 
Okay, I mean, first off, I, I completely echo your, your sentiment on Brie Larson, because honestly, she is such a talented actress. I mean, looking at all the movies she's been a part of. Academy Room, Award winner. Short, yeah, Room, she, wore, she won the Academy Award for that. Room, Short Term 12, which she is incredible in that movie. Great movie. And there's just so much stuff out there. And honestly, I think the problem with Captain Marvel... I I think it falls squarely on the directors on this one because that movie was kind of told very linearly and it was just kind of like, I don't know, it it was kind of everything I expected to be in an origin story. And then by that point, I think the formula got a little tired and then the writing wasn't nearly as strong. Also, I think Captain Marvel is in my bottom four of MCU movies For, for numerous reasons. Brie Larson is not one of them. But, yeah, but having said that, she was great in Endgame. I loved all the cameos she, she pops up in. So I I fully think that with a director like Nia Acosta as well, too, they, they're in good hands on this one. Um, I, I mean, come on, Kamala Khan appearing in this movie. I, I mean, come on, she's a charm factory. And you watch that, you watch Nancy go in and watch Miss Marvel. It is such a great time. It is very short. And honestly, I, I almost binged it in a day. It was so much fun. Um, that is probably one of the one of the better things that's come out of Phase Four so far. Um, yeah, Monica Rambo looks really great. I love the tone that they're going with in this. Um, probably my ultimate concern with this movie: how much is this movie is going to be the first movie that the audience is going to walk into it? And it's going to feel like they're going to have a lot of homework to do before watching this film. Because if you watch, because if you've not watched WandaVision, you're not up to speed on Monica Rambeau. If you have not watched Miss Marvel, you are not up to speed on, you know, Miss um, Marvel in general. And if you've not watched Phase Three, then you're not going to be up to speed on Brie Larson uh, on Captain Marvel. So that's that's going to be the interesting thing to look at with this trailer or at least with this film when it comes out but everything's going in the right path it was supposed to come out in july and they pushed it to november so they have a lot more time to re-edit the movie and kind of fix it up and kind of you know just just really finesse it and not just shove it out so i'm i'm so for this movie i'm really excited i think it's going to be a great time you know, but when the movie comes out, we'll judge it accordingly. And for any of those people online, you know what I'm talking about. All those people are like, oh my god, it's a, it's a three female-led movie. Yeah, go go fuck off. Go Like, seriously, just, just be quiet. We don't even want to hear you guys right now. All you guys on Twitter with your American flag signs in front of your name. Yeah, just shut up. Okay. <laughs> That took a little bit of a turn. Okay, um, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, I'm definitely in the uh, the same boat. I would say as you guys. I mean, I found the first Captain Marvel movie to be like aggressively mediocre. Like it just, yeah. I felt like it, I felt like it had like no personality. I felt like it was super cliche, just boring, really. And it, and, it really and also was, has some of the wor- some of the worst needle drops in like movies. Yeah, it's it just. Like- it's Ugh. not. It's just not a good movie, and it's. I really don't blame Brie Larson because I thought she did yeah. the best she could with the movie. And like you said, every time she appeared in other movies, she was great. And I kept thinking to myself, why couldn't they just build a good movie around her that first time? Because she could have been great. Um, 
But that's why I'm so happy to see this trailer and see how much better it looks than the original movie. I mean, the fact that, like, they're all kind of connected to one another and, you know, switching places with with one another, I think, is going to be super fun. Like, and it's, you know, just watching the trailer, I had a huge smile on my face every time they would kind of switch with one another. And those fight sequences where they're kind of all working together, they look great. They look like they have really fun chemistry. I'm enjoying what the story looks like so far. And I I do feel like this finally feels like a, a... a Captain Marvel movie that has someone behind the camera who has a sense of style, you know, who actually is injecting some sort of personality into the direction and look of the movie. It doesn't just feel like, uh, you know, something off an assembly belt. This feels like a movie by someone who has a vision. So, like, I'm very interested in seeing what uh, Nia DaCosta does with this movie. I think the action looks way better than the action in Captain Marvel. I think it's going to be a fun time at the movies. It's great to see that cat back or that alien cat back goose I think is, is his name even <laughs> though i still goose. think even though i still think the reveal of how nick fury lost his eye is one of the most underwhelming oh. things in all of marvel if i'm being honest because it just kind of completely ruined the whole mystique of it to me <laughs> if, if i if i could Thanos snap one thing out yeah, of it would phase be that. one two and it three would it would be that it's so yeah. stupid because so dumb the, the second it's brought up in, in what's called in Winter Soldier, he's like, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. And you're like, that's it? Oh, shut up, Nick. Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, that's neither here nor there, that, but it also sucks. Um, this episode's getting me really upset, guys. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. getting really riled up, bud. You having a good day? <laughs> like, no, I haven't had a good day. Is, is everything okay? Blink twice if you're not okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I do think that it looks significantly better than its predecessor, and I, I'm glad that they pushed it to November because I'm starting to see Marvel take some necessary steps in terms of reducing the amount of content we're getting at you know during the course of a year. You know, we were got too much content before, and there was a lot of rushed material, a lot of things that needed more time to breathe, more time in the visual effects department, especially. So it's nice to see them kind of push this movie back, separate the releases a little bit more to kind of give them the time and care that they need in order to be actually good. Um, so that was very comforting to me when i heard that it was being pushed to november because we got guardians in you know early may and then we have this to look forward to in november so that's good i'm i'm enjoying what i'm seeing so far hopefully marvel will take a turn for the better starting with guardians because i wasn't a huge fan of ant-man as you guys know so it's just like i'm really hoping that that era of kind of rushed products is over but we'll see time will tell but yeah that's really all i got to say about the marvel's trail i'm looking forward to it shockingly i'm i'm very much looking forward to it but anyway speaking of big movies ladies and gentlemen we got to talk about the super mario movie this movie's crushing it this movie's crushing it at the box office everyone's seeing it i mean i saw it on like a weeknight and it was still like completely mobbed so like it people are loving this movie they're flooding out to the theaters to see it you could tell just like generally generationally just how many people this franchise has touched i mean adults kids you know people who are even older people that are even younger it's just it's crazy to see just such a wide demographic this movie touches um but let's talk about this movie finally hit theaters it's finally before our eyeballs let's talk about the super mario brothers movie um let's start with nancy and do you have like a background with super mario brothers did you play it growing up oh yeah we oh, had yeah. like every oh, system yeah. when i was growing up yeah all right all right um, no need to brag played it, right. played it on the <laughs> nes i think where I stopped was probably around 64 in terms of the adventure games, but I played like Smash Brothers and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Go. I always want to say Go Kart. Mario Kart. Mario. Mario. Yeah, I always want to say Mario Go Kart. But yeah, Mario Kart. Um, I still play those every once in a while, but in terms of the adventure mm-hmm. ones, I think 64 was around where I stopped. But definitely like 
on the Super Nintendo, NES. I love playing these games. Oh, they're so fun. So all the little nods in the movie um, were so great. And I think I definitely like this movie better than I thought I would. It didn't lean as much towards a kids movie as I thought it would be. So that was a, a pleasant surprise. But I think they did a really good job of keeping it short and easy for kids to follow while still allowing the adults to get that nostalgia from it and be interested in what the plot is. Um, the humor was fantastic in it. I think Jack Black as Bowser was just spot on. He was so good. I still have um, Charlie... his song in my head. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, that, I, it was my job to translate that song for many different languages. Oh, I can only for imagine. The past three months, for the past three months, and that song has still been stuck in my head. Right. I love peaches, it. Peaches, 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 peaches. peaches. I love peaches. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I Jack Black at the needs to sing in every movie it's that he's so in. It's great. fantastic. It was I, I, great. I would, I would be disappointed if this time next year at the Oscars he does not perform Peaches in front of an audience. Oh, <laughs> that'd be beautiful. I, I would he love it. When that, needs when to. that's when that scene happened, oh my, I lost it. I was like, he didn't have to go as hard as he did, but oh my god, am I happy that he did? Yes. <laughs> and it just goes to show you that he really is a good actor and voice actor uh oh he's a great because voice actor. Mm -hmm. did such a good baby. job yeah I no he's i love yeah. kung fu panda yeah no he's he did such a great job in it so i really did love this movie again i think they did a really good job of connecting from the younger audience to the older audience and so many little nods in the movie to the older games all the mm -hmm. way up until like the 64 and you know uh the newer games uh, they included everything in there and the music you can hear all the music from the games as they're uh, putting in those little nods which I love and mm. I was surprised I actually like recognized it's like oh yeah I remember that from the game or like oh yeah I remember that from like when you get the star like it's the exact same music yeah exactly so I love that they did that they they really put in the effort to uh Put, re put respect on Mario in the sense of putting in those little details everywhere. Um, so I really, really love that. It was it was great. Okay. Andres, how about you? I had a really fun time with this movie. I mean, granted, this movie is... I mean, I've been seeing so many of the critics come down on this where it's like, it's such a flat movie. The, re the story is not really there. It rushes through and stuff like that. I'm like, it's a Super Mario Brothers movie, guys. It's also... I mean, more for kids, I would say. It's not yeah, like, yeah. like yeah, let's no, be it, real. It was leaning towards more for kids to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It was more for the kids to watch. And then also on top of that, I mean, like, um, me and Jen, we were over at a screening um, over in Boston. Like, literally, I've never seen this happen before. The kids bursted out into applause and they were cheering. And I'm like, you know what? That's who this movie was made for. It doesn't matter if they, if if the adult audience really has problems with it or whatever it is. But personally for me, I had a really fun time with the movie. I mean, like, even as you're talking about, like, you know, all the little Easter eggs all over the place, like uh, Little Mac from Punch-Out's belt being in the restaurant or, like, you know, seeing, um, like, there's a moment where they smash through 
um, like they smash through a brick wall, and then you look at the the outline on the brick wall, and it is Mario from the first Mario. Like so many small things here and there, but probably did one of my favorite the, parts. Oh, I was, hopefully this isn't what yeah. you're gonna say. But uh, did you guys see the duck from Duck Hunt? Yeah. When, oh, when they were yeah, when the when it gets flooded, and they go out into the street. There's like a bar, or restaurant, or something. And yeah. uh, their sign is the duck from Duck Hunt symbol. That was the it's, first it's, video game I ever played. Duck it's, 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 it's the sign. It's a sign from. So uh, it's the duck from Duck Hunt, but it's actually written in French. So, and that's actually where the game originated from originally. So it was just meant as an add-on to basically bundle up Super Mario Brothers. So yeah, I, I thought that was a really great little in joke as well too. But probably one of my favorite moments in the movie, and it was so subtle. But it was when when there's like spoilers a dark... by the way, everybody. Oh yeah, spoilers by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, but, I just just want to you know. the format. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. No, but, 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 but there's like a small little moment where like you know it's like a really dark and ominous moment, and you just hear, and I'm like, yeah. yep, yep. So the score is fantastic all the way through. I will say probably if I had to give if I had to give like a, a dent on this movie, uh, it's an illumination problem for me. It is. Just the the pop culture references in particular, and, and the needle Oscar. drops. Oh my god! The, the needle drops. It's like, why is Aha's take on me playing at this moment in time? You guys have a giant, giant catalog of Nintendo music that you can draw from. I mean, I love the fact that they even reference. That's the, funny because I liked all the music. <laughs> wow! I, I liked wow. all the music. Kachero. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah, but but that's that's like a minor nitpick for me. I thought Charlie Day as Luigi was great. Jack Black stole the show. Um, yeah, I'm gonna it, say it, yeah. Well, maybe we'll get. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can say this now. Um, it's not really. I gotta say, in the trailer, the one line that everyone gave Chris Pratt so much shit for because how he sounded in Mario isn't even in the movie where he's one? like let's go to uh, uh no oh, mushroom yeah. kingdom here we come it's not even in the movie and i gotta say that was the worst he sounded as mario so the rest of the movie he sounded perfectly fine i think they set this poor man up for failure yeah, and, I, and uh nancy and uh, i were talking right before we hopped on and we were just talking about how, like, we were happy that the movie cleverly started off with, like, that commercial that, like, where they're using, like, the stereotypical <laughs> Italian accents. And then they're kind of just talking kind of more normally. And I'm like, oh, that's a great way to justify why Chris Pratt doesn't sound like, you know, the classic Mario character and why Charlie Day doesn't yeah. even sound like, you know, the over-the-top Luigi. It justifies the way they're doing their voices. And I was like, all right, perfect. That's a great way to tell the audience or any haters out there, fuck you. <laughs> this is how they're going to sound. Like, this see, is this is sound. what you could have gotten. Yeah, yeah it's like it's you could have gotten something okay. way worse. You could have gotten <laughs> something <yeah>. way worse. <laughs> and, 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 plus, and plus, it's sort of a great passing of the torch to have the voice of Mario actually in that scene in the bar where, where he's like, you think it's too much? No, it's a perfect. Woohoo. I'm like, oh, oh, yep. They know exactly what we're thinking all the way through. And then also like that, that actor, I forget what his name is, is Charles uh, Marley, I think is what his name is, or Charles Marley. Don't ask me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But, but he actually, he actually plays Mario's father in the movie. And I thought he did a great job just sort of just, mm -hmm portraying that dad who's just like you know what you're you're dragging yourself you're you're dragging yourself down and you're bringing your brother along and i was like wow like they're really turning that into sort of like a real a 
real like family drama moment on that front. And I was like, okay, and you're doing this in the Mario movie. All right. I, I'm, but I'm see, I wish that I, I wish they like explored that more because that's the big issue I had with the movie. Like, yeah, I had a like you know I'm with you guys. I had a a pretty damn good time with it. I had a lot more fun with it than I thought I was going to have. I thought it like visually is just gorgeous. It's a Nintendo fan's wet dream. I mean, it looks perfect. Looks perfect. The voice acting for the most part is great. Um, I still I, like why is Seth Rogen Donkey Kong? It's just. <laughs> It's just oh, like, thank you. I feel like no one wants to say it. It's just like we could have had someone else. It's just anyway. yeah. Um, just, but like the, just wait, just wait until we I get agree. to Team and Team Mutant Mayhem, and it's like, oh, Seth Rogen's also uh, Bebop. I mean, Rocksteady as well too. No, it's Bebop. Yeah. Wait, is yeah. he really? Yeah, he's playing. Oh, Bebop. Is, of course, he is. Um, he, he's playing Bebop, and John Cena is playing Rocksteady. <laughs> oh, oh, if he didn't like go, John if he Cena didn't will be good. Go so. <laughs> Full Seth Rogen, then I feel like it would be. And I feel like they make him do that though. I feel like that's a whole like nod, especially after um, uh, uh, what was it, Chippendale, the movie where they purposely like were making fun of his laugh and saying like you know, pointing it out. I think I almost feel that it's like I don't know. It's like when Urkel would say like, "Did I do that?" I feel like people are making him do that now, and it's like we're. Mm -hmm. I I mean, for me, like, it's neither here nor there. Just get, just sounded like Seth Rogen. But like, uh, getting back to what I was saying of my big issue with the movie is like, you're pointing out, oh, that family dynamic. I wish they explored that more. The core relationship between uh, Mario and Luigi, like when they tapped on it a little bit, I was like, oh, this is great. You really feel that love there. This is perfect. But then they kind of let it go, and they didn't really explore it too much. And I was, and it kind of like hurt the like climax of the movie where they're finally reunited. Where I was like. If they actually explored that just a little bit more, I would have cared more. And I just felt like they could have done more character work. Maybe get more backstory with Peach. You know, it's just one scene where she just talks about, you know, it's like a montage, I think, or something like that, where like it just kind of gets you up to speed of where she's been. Just I felt like they could have done more with the characters. And I think that's just more of an illumination problem where I just feel like most of their movies, like they're fun, they're mindless, but like they're not deep. You know, they don't really they don't really pry into anything that's really like emotionally appealing. They just want to kind of entertain and that's fine. It's just, I want them to do more. It's like, this movie was a great first outing where like you're, you're nailing the world, you're nailing the characters. Like the rainbow road sequence is phenomenal. I I genuinely think that is just fantastic. That whole sequence. And it made me like a giddy little kid. I loved it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally just like, just do more with the characters. You got great characters. You got good voice performance. Let's just do a little bit more, and then also still have that fun, and you'll have a great, well-rounded experience. Because I think it's fun, but it's a little bit hollow. That's how I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think that kind of goes back to them leaning towards more kids' movies than yeah. anything else. It's very simple. Whereas, yeah. like Pixar, it's like, oh, okay, I just had an existential crisis <laughs> after watching yeah. this movie, and it like really goes super deep. Where yeah. I, I agree, these movies are. I feel like they're just more like let's make them for kids, keep it yeah. simple, keep it moving, kind of thing. But that also leaves room for a sequel. Of maybe they're going to give a backstory of like how Peach got there, and like you know, That'd be nice. Delve deeper into like those types of relationships and stuff. Yeah. So. And we'll see how they uh, they deal with Yoshi since he was teased in one of those post credit sequences. So my favorite oh. character. I love oh, dude, my audience lost their shit when they saw that. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't make him talk. I feel like I don't need a talking Yoshi. Like I'm good. Uh, but I, 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 do, I want them I to bring Wario that. in, and someone was like, "Just put Pedro Pascal in it." I was like, "Perfect." Oh yes. <laughs> I was uh, like, Let's yeah. fucking do it. Here, here, here's the thing: is that immediately as soon as the movie was done, I was like, "What are they going to do with like um, na- um, um, 
everybody, everybody in my audience was kind of going like, what the hell are they going to do for the sequel? And I immediately came up with what two and three should be. And I was like, oh, the second one should be Wario and Waluigi going after Bowser and then putting all the characters in like this board game death trap thing and just make it the Super Mario Party movie. And then for the third movie, you just take all those characters and you throw them into the ring with each other and just make it a Smash Brothers movie. Like, honestly... Oh, yeah, because they didn't touch on either of those properties. Yeah, not not just... Well, well they did touch on Mario Kart a little bit. So... You no, know, but Party we, and Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, Party and Smash Brothers. Or even still, you, we, we have all the sports that Mario is apparently good at. Soccer, golf, <laughs> baseball. Mm. So we, we got Forgot tons of stuff we can do with them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was there anything that you guys disliked about the movie or anything that kind of like stuck out for you or like, eh, I wish they didn't do that or I wish this was in it and it wasn't? Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, I thought was, it didn't fit for me. Same. I think those two just weren't, weren't really great for me. Um, I think the same thing along what you said, Tom, is there were moments where I was like, oh, yeah, that got skipped over because it's a kid's movie. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I was thinking, like, oh, in another movie or live, live action, they would take the time to, like, explain yeah. or show or, you know, go a little bit deeper yeah. into it. it um, but, yeah, you could tell they very much just, like, skipped over a lot of yeah. stuff. It, 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 like, the best way I could put it, it's, like, it's a super fun surface-level movie. Like, that's, yeah. like, yeah. how I would do it. It's, like, it's going to entertain the crap out of kids and people who love the games. But, like, it's not going to, like, like you said, it's not going to have you have, like, an existential crisis or it's not going to make you cry or anything like that. It's just, like, a fun movie. But, you know, if we were to give this, you know, a, you know, a grade out of five pints, what would we give this one? I'm going to go for this one. I'm going to go three out of five pints for me personally. Mm, Any of you? I'm going to go. <laughs> we just leave you hanging. Like, yeah, you're oh, just no, like, we're, no, we're, we're not going to rate you. the movie. Sorry. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go three and a half. I think simply for that reason is that it does lean towards more of a kids movie. Uh-huh. You know, as 36, obviously I want a little bit more with my movies. Right, that's fair. Jail, I think that's fair. Be good. I think that's fair. Yeah, but I think really what drove it home for me was the voice acting from Jack Black. Oh, God, uh, Jack Black is perfect. The uh, Mario and Luigi relationship, even though it was a little bit shallow, I still really liked it. Um, yeah, and that song, Peaches. Oh, it's a banger, man. It's a banger. Yeah. I I absolutely love, too, when, like, they show his lair, and they're all, like, rocking out and, like, partying it up. He's like, yeah, let's go get him. And he's like, and then I'm going to propose. And everyone's (laughs) like, what? Like, oh, that's your... That's your big plan? You just want to get married? Okay. You're supposed to get married. I love how he's like doing, the, 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 I love how he's doing he like burns. the role playing with his like number two. It's so funny. Oh yeah, and, and, and then and then he burns the little the the what is called the Goomba. That, that that like goes, is that really it? He goes, Wah! and it just becomes the skeleton. And I'm like, oh wow. Yeah. That that's, that's the way you deal with killing your, your minions in a very kids movie way. <laughs> And I just yeah. thought that was so funny. Uh, oh, we didn't even Fantastic. talk about. I think my favorite little character in the movie is when all those people are in those like uh, those like jail uh, cells, the and then like the, flame the, flo- the floating, yeah, the floating ghost or whatever, who's like super dark despite having like the cutest voice ever. Oh my god, everything <laughs> that character said made me laugh. <laughs> 
especially in the end. He got dark. Like, I was oh, like, oh, you're all here. So dark. So dark. <laughs> so dark. But I loved it. I was like, it really spoke to like the dark humor in me, like how much I love dark humor. So like anything that came out of that character's mouth, I was like dying. <laughs> Uh, well, it cracked me up because it's like yeah. it's a it's a little floating guy who can fit through the bars. And I'm just well, like, all you of them could probably fit through the bars. Could just <laughs> float on out of here. Yeah, but they can't float like he can. I know, but, but they can like climb. Maybe they got chains. He has such a he has such a disregard for his own life that he wants to stay in yeah, there. Yeah, he, he wanted to die. He wanted. Yeah, to that's die. true. And I did oh, love all the nuts. Mario. Oh, I love the running gag that Mario hated mushrooms. That was hilarious to me. That was pretty. I funny. loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah! When, when, during the training montage, where he's eating all the when he's eating all the mushrooms, he's throwing them up, and he's getting smaller. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> but uh, how about you, Andres? What grade would you give it? I would give it three big Mario's and one regular size Mario. So Which is how many pints? Translate yeah, so that to translate pints. Translate that to pints. Yeah. What so, three, so three, three and a half liquefied pints of Mario. <laughs> liquefied what? what the why are you drinking mario that that sounds wrong and i feel like no. you should know that alcohol <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay. okay pretend it's pretend it's the guy in wreck it ralph that looks like mario serving little pints oh yeah the the, the pints of the digital root beer yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Right. Okay. So, so yeah, I give it a three and a half. Three and a okay. half. Bite. That's all I was asking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a long road to get there, but we got there. Yeah. But anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about Super Mario Brothers the movie in the comments below. Let us know what you thought of it. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you just think it was okay? Let us know. We always want to read your comments and definitely let us know what you thought about the trailers we talked about and that bit of Star Wars news about those three new movies possibly coming our way. Andres begs to differ. But hey, live in a world where this could possibly happen and let us know what you think of those ideas. We love reading your comments, so definitely leave some in the comments section below. And before we head on out, let's let the people know where they can find us on the interwebs. Nancy, where can the fine people find you? At PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. Leave all the comments because I always respond. There you go. And Andres? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch TV as Galagos209. You can also find me on YouTube on the High Voltage Media channel. And you can also find us here. Don't say like an asshole. It was meant for emphasis, but it came off know. sarcastic. It came off like super sarcastic. Oh my god. Super smarmy. Right. Yeah, super but whatever. We're gonna smarmy. move on. Um, oh, I love that word. Smarmy. 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 Um and if you want to find me on the interwebs, guys, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Shadowbash. You could find me on Facebook and YouTube at Shadowbash Reviews. And of course you could find me here on the Film on Tap podcast every other week with these two goofs uh definitely uh tune in for our next episode in a couple weeks thank you for tuning into this one whether you watched it or you listened to it and we'll see you next time on film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out we'll see you guys peaches 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 peace, peace. <laughs>